Good morning. Happy Father's Day, all the dads. Come on in with your coffee. Let's stand together. We're going to pray to open our service. That was fun, wasn't it? God, we thank you for today. God, I thank you for the dads. And I pray a special blessing upon every father here today. I thank you, God, that we can come into your presence this morning. Thank you, God, that you are here with us. We turn our attention to you right now. Father, we thank you that you are a loving Father. We thank you for your incredible mercy, your incredible grace, your amazing, amazing love. I ask, Father, that you would encounter every single person here today. In Jesus' name, we honour you. We give you all the glory today. Have your way in this place. In Jesus' name, amen.
Okay, there's a microphone there I can turn on. Welcome to church this morning. Good to see you here on a Father's Day. I'm sure you've said Happy Father's Day to lots of people already, but just in case, turn around to someone that looks like a father and say, Happy Father's Day. It's good to have you in church this morning. In case you don't know me, my name is Josh. Hopefully we've got some visitors here. If we have any visitors here this morning, why don't you just give me a little wave? We've got something for you later on. Are there any visitors? Yeah, hey, welcome to church. We've got one of these white bags for you just as you head out the foyer at the end of the service. Just to the right, you can pick up one of these. So if there's any other visitors, just grab one of these white bags as you head out. There's an information card in there, a little bit of stuff about Activate Church. And it's good to have you here. So you can grab a seat if you like. Just two quick notices for you this morning. The first one is next Sunday night, we have Phil and Kathy Strong's Farewell. Oh, yeah, they're heading across. They're becoming the pastors of uh, Te Awamutu, uh, church over there, which is exciting. So next Sunday night, 6 p.m. service, um, it's their farewell. And this Tuesday evening, we have Momentum Prayer. So we have that, 7 p.m. this Tuesday. So uh, coming here was an amazing time last time. So if uh, you have to negotiate between husband and wives, who's going to go, who's going to look after the kids, but um, we'll bring the whole family. So 7 p.m. this Tuesday. Now let's have birthdays and anniversaries. Who's had a birthday this week? Why don't you come and join me down here? If you've had a birthday, come on down. We've got some chocolate for you. And anniversaries. Come on to the middle. We must have some. Oh yeah, here we go. Come on down. Any other birthdays or anniversaries? Caleb. Here we go. Oh, Caleb as well. Well done. Here we go. Come get the chocolate. Has everybody got chocolate? Is their birthdays? No anniversaries? It's still that cold time of year. Hey, we're going to do something a little bit different this morning. We're actually going to get, while well, we pray the prayer of blessing over these guys, I'm going to ask fathers to stand as well. So just stand where you are if you're a father. And we're going to pray this prayer of blessing over everyone who's had a birthday, but also fathers. And so fathers, you have to join in as well, otherwise it's going to be pretty quiet. Okay. So let's go. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, Amen. Grab a seat. Now, I've, I've got some chocolate here. Did any fathers miss out on chocolate this morning and would like some chocolate? Come on up, fathers. Yeah. Come on up if you want some chocolate. What you got? I need, I need, I've got six bars here. So we've got Colin, we've got Grant, we've got Wayne, 
Come on up, guys. So we've got. Oh yeah, we'll just hang on. we're just moving kids around. Kids, we'll get you to move down here. How many fathers do I have? We want the chocolate. Here we go. We got all six. Okay, come on up. Come on up, guys. They have just volunteered for the Father's Day game. Let's give them a hand. Woo! Oh, we'll get you to move forward. Okay, standing up, guys. Congratulations. Thanks for being volunteers. You, you will get chocolate. Everyone will get chocolate. But there is a little bit of work involved in earning this. So we're going to need two teams of three. So we'll get you to stand two teams of three just up on the side of stage here, and then I'll explain the game. So we've got one, two, three, four, five. Oh, I think we've got one extra. There we go. No, that's right. Oh, that's right. Still getting chocolate. Yeah, just stand here. We've got... Oh, there we go. We'll... Oh, I think you're a bit slow up the stairs, Wayne, so come on up. There we go. We'll give you a couple one of those chocolates instead. So we'll have to send you away. That's right. Come on up the stairs, guys. Okay, so here's, here's the Father's Day game. Here we go. Oh, pull, pull, the, pull the tablecloth off. Here's the big reveal. We have nappies. We have water balloons. And either side we have basketball hoops. So let me explain about how this game is going to work. Teams of three, you're each going to, the team of three will start down by the basketball hoop. When we give the go, one person from each team will run up. You've got three nappies and three water balloons to put the nappy on. Your aim is then to throw, once you've done all three, throw them through the basketball hoop. You get one point for every, every nappy and balloon you get through the basketball hoop. If the nappy comes off, if the nappy comes off the balloon, no points. If the water balloon bursts while you're putting the nappy on, no points. And whichever team has done fast gets two bonus points. Now the winners. Get the big chocolate. The uh, second team will still get chocolate, but it's not quite as big. So we'll give you, we'll get you to stand over by your basketball hoops. Wayne's going to come and help be the announcer with me. So we'll get you to standing down there. Oh, any clarification on the rules? You throw from the top step to the basketball hoop from here. That's right. We're going to see some skill. So go stand by your hoops, and when we say go, one at a time. So one person come up, do all three. Throw them through. Once you're thrown your three, you're going to run back down and tag your team member. Then he comes. Do you think they're going to get something through, Church? One person at a time, and you've got three Hopefully. So one point for everyone that has the nappy and the balloon on that goes through the hoop. And two bonus points for getting done the fastest. Okay. Any further questions? You're good to go. Any further questions on this side? Yeah, we're just getting the rules straight. Got the rules sorted? Yeah, here we go. I think we're gonna okay. sort it now. We're okay. gonna have we're gonna have this team is gonna be team blue. And we've got team pink over this side. Just to up the ante. Are you ready? Wayne, is your team ready? Church, we need you to cheer them on as well. You need to work out who's going first. Okay. You got your sort got sorted as to who's going first, yes? Ready? Yep. Set? Ready? Yep. Go! Go, 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 go! I wonder how long since they've put a nappy on. Here we go. Oh, there's some skill here. See how he's taking the sticky things off my nappy and wrapping it. And gonna wrap it. Oh, we got one done on this side. Team Pink over the lead. Three. See how he's 
Here we go, here we go. That's away. That's so, two. Two for Team Pink, one for Team Blue. Put the balloon in. Wrap it. Wrap it, rolling it. And then it's going to sellotape. Take the sticky thing off for Oh, he's almost ready to shoot. Okay, get stand back. Almost. There we go. Okay, here okay. we go. Uh, From the top here step. Here we go. First row. And it's a miss. Higher. Oh, nearly. Oh. Here we go. Well done. Team well done. Blue. Oh, so now to the other side, right down the middle this time. See how he's wrapping. Oh, better go tag that teammate. Run and tag. Here we go, Grant. You gotta pick up some pace now. Pick up the little selfish. Let's see those skills come out. Here we go, Hendrix ready. Grant's ready, Grant's caught up. Yes, that's one point for the star. Two points. Two points for Grant, well done. Wayne, did you have any points over that side yet? No, 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 Ooh, no these, score. These guys have got two and it's quite even now. How long since you put a nappy on there, Colin? Uh, 24 years. <laughs> and how long since you've had to put a nappy on, sir? Hmm? How long since you've put a nappy on a baby? Oh, that could be 60 years ago. <laughs> 60 years, there we go. Well, good effort. Now, these ones don't have pins either, so that's probably a good thing since we've got water balloons. Here we go. Got to go fast. Remember, there's two bonus points. But in the event of a draw, whoever shot the most through is the one who's going to walk away with the big chocolate. So let's see how it goes. Faster, faster. Here we go, here we go. He's ready. Oh, that's missing. Here we go. Oh, there we go. The boys win. Well done, guys. So, were there any points over here, Wayne? Any points at all? Uh, zero. Zero. They did finish a second, uh, one second earlier. However, these guys did get two points through the hoop, so they'll take out the win this time. There's chocolate. Happy Father's Day, chocolate. Thanks for playing. Here we go over the side. Happy Father's Day, guys. Thanks for being willing victims. Enjoy the chocolate. And he's very easy, guys. And he also wears kind of cold penis. He takes us for a bike ride. What he wears and that he's not busy, so he can, like, 
and do things with me. He plays tickle fights with me. Let me splash in this bubble. He's cool because he's my father and he's really nice and he spends a lot of time with us. I think he's really good at praying for people. Keeping the soccer ball in the air. Um, computer things. Working on computers. Fixing stuff. Making boats. Drifting the car on the driveway. He's really good at chess because when he, I ask him to teach me, he keeps beating me. Really? He doesn't let you win? No, I never ever win. Probably making funny jokes while on the road. Um, when he's like driving, he does squiggles and it just scares everybody. Well, he's not quite great at handstands. He's not really good at... Um, you know, catching fish. Making dinner. Video oh. games. Um, when sometimes I, I'm angry at him and then um, he pulls faces. He sleeps on the couch when he has to sleep on his bed. Tickle my feet. <laughs> well, doing knock-knock jokes and blowing raspberries on me. Tells <laughs> jokes. Knock-knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting cow. Knock knock. Who's there? Laugh. Laugh who? Laugh, laugh, knock knock jokes. <laughs> knock knock. Alright, who's there? Goat. Goat who? Goat to the door and find out. <laughs> so bad. So bad. <laughs> My dad. My dad? My dad. My dad. My dad. Um, my daddy. My dad. Mine. He doesn't forget you and um, he comforts you. He always plays fun jokes because uh, he can spend time with me because he's my father and he loves me and he is looking out for me and always cares. Because he, 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 he's going to teach me lots of stuff because he, he does silly stuff and he gives me lots of lollies and he gives me um, suckers. I think you're one of the nicest people I've ever met and you're one of my bestest friends in the whole wild world. I love you and when I'm angry, don't pull silly faces. Happy Father's Day, Dad. Well, I do want to say Happy Father's Day. <laughs> Dad, I love kids when you take us to Burger King and get us some ice cream. And um, I like kids when you take us for a bike ride. And I like kids when you let us play at the park. I love you, Daddy. <laughs> I love you, Dad. That's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Some of those lines were just brilliant. Kids, we love your videos and thank you so much for making that for us. Time for you guys to head out to Kids Church now. Have an awesome morning.
We have an amazing kids' church ministry here at Activate. It's just so good. All the teachers, the leaders, we really appreciate them. We've got a special treat now. Creston's going to come and share with us a story of something that his dad taught him. Uh, good morning, church. Happy Father's Day. Uh, I've just got a quick little story for you about uh, something my father taught me. Now, I come from a farming background, so it is a farming story, so hopefully you're all right with that. Um, when I was eight and my sister was 10, we went and got the cows like we normally do, and my dad said, right, today you're skinning a sheep. And so he, he killed the sheep for us, which was nice, and then he went away and started milking the cows. And uh, we had seen dad kill sheep before, so it wasn't a new thing to us, and he'd shown us some of the skills that were required to take the skin off a sheep, uh, for the dogs, obviously. And so we sort of had some idea, but we were absolutely gutted that at age eight and at 10, that we had to do this job. So we complained, and, and Dad was already off milking the cows, and we were complaining, this is terrible, we can't do this, this is impossible for us to be able to do. After about five minutes, we realised that actually we could start, and we did know how to take the, the skin off the leg, and we could do this. And we spent about an hour and a half trying to get the skin off the sheep. Now, during that time, we thought we were by ourselves, and this was terrible that Dad had left us with this terrible job. But every row of cows that he'd milked, he'd, he'd poke his head out and see how we were going, making sure that we hadn't cut our own arm off or something silly. In actual fact, he was watching what we were doing. And what he, he taught us, and he taught us a lot of times in our life, was that um, we did have skills and we could be independent from him. And so it wasn't him standing over showing us how to do everything all the time, although he had shown us the skills required. He was there watching over us, but making sure that we had the independence to be able to do that job for ourselves. So I linked that. My dad wasn't perfect, but um, he did teach us something that, that God teaches us as well. Uh, we may be in tough situations, and this was our tough situation, the sheep, but, and it may be difficult for us, but God has got the skills for us to be able to do the job. And even though it may look like it's impossible, <clears throat> if our Heavenly Father thinks we can do it, we can do it. And so we, we shouldn't complain, although sometimes we do, but what we need to do is actually start that job because if our Father thinks we can do it, we can actually do that job. Okay. Happy Father's Day. Thank you, Kristen. Has a great story. Hope there's not too many townies grossed out by the thought of skinning a sheep. Yeah, I'm a townie through and through. Okay, let's go back. Let's stand to our feet and let's continue to worship God.
God is doing something. God is doing something that we have never seen before. Our God is moving. Our God is healing. Step. You can step into the waters and receive. It's a miracle for one who will believe God is moving. All who are hungry, all who are hungry, drawing me, come to the table. God is here, God is here, all who are ready, all who are ready, it's time to go, the water's rising, overflow, overflow, God is doing something, come on, God is doing something.
Westfield Church this morning. This is something we need to declare over our family. All right? All right, you fathers, come on. Let's stand up. Let's declare this over our family. Our God is moving. Our God is healing. Come on. It's moving. Let's declare. Our God is healing. You could step in. You can step into the waters and receive. There's a miracle. There's a miracle for all who will believe. Our God. Our God is moving. Our God is healing. You can step into the waters and receive. There's a miracle for all who will believe. Our God. Our God is moving. God is healing. You can step into the waters and receive. There's a miracle for all who will believe. You can step in. You can step into the waters and receive. There's a miracle for all who will believe. God is moving. stuffed up um, that things have gone on and uh, what, what Kristen said today think about that for a little bit God has given you everything you need He believes in you alright, He believes in you so no matter what has gone on before we have today and God is with us And this morning can be a real time of of us dealing with some of those things as we worship, all right, as we put God first in our lives and refocus, those other things can fall away and allow them to fall away this morning. Let's worship our God. Let's declare His awesomeness. All right, you ready? All right. Our Father everlasting. 
Our Father everlasting, the all-creating one, God Almighty. Through your Holy Spirit, conceiving Christ the Son, Jesus our Savior, I believe. I believe in God our Father, I believe in Christ the Son, I believe in the Holy Spirit, our God is three in one, I believe in the resurrection, that we will rise again, for I believe in the name of Jesus. I'll judge and I'll defend Suffer and crucify Forgiveness is in Descended into darkness You rose in glorious light Forever seated high I believe in God our Father I believe in Christ the Son I believe in the Holy Spirit Our God is three in one I believe in the resurrection That we will rise again For I believe in the name of Jesus I believe in God our Father I believe in Christ the Son I believe in the Holy
come on. We believe in you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you believed in us a long time before we even knew who you were. We believe in you. We're not ashamed to say it. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Yeah, we love you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I believe in life eternal. I believe in life eternal. I believe in the virgin birth. I believe in the saints' communion and in your holy church. I believe in the resurrection when Jesus comes again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. For I, for I believe in the name of Jesus. For I believe in the name of Jesus. Father and the Holy Spirit. Jesus, we thank you that you came, that you gave your life as an offering for us, that you died, you were buried, you rose from the dead, that we might have life and life to the full. And now we have access into the presence of our Father, all because of what Jesus has done. Father, thank you for Father's Day. We honor you, Father God. You're the greatest Father of us all. Thank you, God. You're awesome. You're wonderful. We praise you. We give you our thanks and our praise. And everyone said, Amen. Great to see you. Give your neighbor a high five as you take a seat. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Well, it's great to be together this morning, and, and happy Father's Day to all the dads. It's uh, just a fantastic day, isn't it? I love Father's Day. I really, really do. Who can remember those days? I mean, all my kids are growing up and left home, but I can remember those days when my daughter would say, Dad, I'm going to make you a cup of tea. And I'd go, I wouldn't say this to her, but I'm just thinking, oh, really? <laughs> because it was a cup of milk with a splash of tea, and it was really cold and really, really milky. And you say, was that the best cup of tea you've ever had? Yep, yeah, it's the best. She does a much better job these days. But um, a little boy was asked to define Father's Day. And he said, well, it's just like Mother's Day, except you don't have to spend so much on the present. <laughs> I don't know how he quite worked that one out, but there you go. It is true, isn't it, Wayne? I don't know why, but it seems to be. But if you're a father... For the first time this year, 2015 is your first year as a dad. Wayne's going to come round with the, the chocolate bars. If you can give me a wave 
and he's going to just help yourself to as many chocolate bars as you want for yourself and your, and your child. And uh, this is just going to add to the presents pile. So you've got a few more presents now. You've got some chocolate bars there. So any dads for the first time this year? Not for the baby, no. Wendy's saying, don't give the chocolate to the baby. Okay, thank you for that, Wendy. <laughs> Let's put our hands together and congratulate those dads. <laughs> this morning, I, I acknowledge there's dads and people from all perspectives have had great dads and uh, ordinary dads and not-so-good dads. Some of you have been in blended families. Some of you are fathering families that are blended. Uh, there's just so many complexities uh, in fathering and being a parent these days. But I want to say that um, as I share uh, this morning, I want to encourage you, I want to invigorate you and activate you and inspire dads and mums and dads to be the very best you can for your family. Isn't that awesome privilege? Do you know, as I was thinking about this, something occurred to me that I've never thought of before. Do you know there's no angel in heaven that has the privilege of being a dad? No matter how strong or how powerful the angels are, they don't have the privilege of being a mum or a dad. And I was thinking about this and I thought, Father God, you've given us this incredible privilege to share in this wonderful thing called fathering. We can feel what you feel in part. We can experience what you can experience in part because you give us the opportunity to have children. And I think that is rather awesome. And God invites us into that. So uh, let's pray before we look at these things on fathering this morning. So, Father, thank you for the opportunity for us to come together. Father, thank you for dads. Father, thank you that, Lord, although we're not perfect, you are that you lead us and guide us, and Lord, I pray that as we open up your word, may it fill us, may it inspire us, may it bring us closer to Jesus, and to you we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm going to look at four key roles to being a good dad. And guess what? I'm not a perfect dad. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not a perfect dad. Yeah. In fact, uh, I don't have perfect children. There you go. Hey, uh, um, I have a perfect wife. She's here. <laughs> Phew, I just got past that one. That could have been really, really messy afterwards. <laughs> but, you know, we don't have to be perfect to lay a great godly foundation for our children. And you don't. You don't have to be perfect. So just relax. Relax being a dad. Relax being the father of your children. We all mess up. We all make mistakes at times. But the wonderful thing about fathering is we heard from these kids this morning. Weren't they awesome? Yeah. I mean, they, they, my dad is the best dad in the world. Flip. I know some of these kids. <laughs> I just know that's not true. <laughs> but they think it is. And that's all that matters. So dads, let's be really encouraged by our kids today. Because they think we're the best dads in our world. I got a text from my daughter today. And she said, Dad, you're the best dad in the world. And I thought, thank you, sweetheart. That is so, so cool. So we don't have to be perfect because we're not. But our dads, our kids think we're the best dads in the world. 
So what does it mean to be a dad? Well, there's four things. We're going to put up the slides. Let's have a look. Thanks, Joan. One, dads form and shape a child's character. Dads are about formation. Number two, dads make and create fun. That's my favorite bit, really. Number three, dads shower and share favor over their kids. We'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah, kids in the shower can be a bit of an issue, I must say. And number four, dads build lives of faith in their family. So let's go um, and have a look at, uh, from Philippians, that's where we've been, we've been having a bit of a look at over the last little while. So next slide, thanks, Joan. So Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Last time I spoke, we looked at Philippians verses 1, um, 3 to 5. But in verse 6 it says, And I am certain that God... Is our Father, who began the good work within you, will continue His work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. There's a process of development. There's a process of formation. Um, in, and in 1 John 2 verse 14, it talks about children, adolescents, or young men, and adults. And we all know that there is really these three broad stages to developing character in our children. They start as children, they become adolescents, which can be interesting, and then they become mature adults. They do come out the other side. And uh, the inc incredible thing about children, you know, you go to the hospital, there's a lot of pain, and then there's this beautiful baby and you have weeks of no sleep. <laughs> and um, then you, you know, your child becomes an adolescent, and, uh, which is, it seems as though it goes on forever. But when they're past, it just seems for a moment, and, you know, Wendy would say things like this to me, your son has done this. <laughs> I'd say, what's the deal? He's your son. And, of course, mature adults, they finally do leave home. They do marry and, and go on to have, uh, live their lives, and some have children, of course. So the cards, Father's Day cards are really interesting for me. I've kept many of my Father's Day cards, and, and um, when my children were young, I needed these types of cards. Dad, you're the best dad in the world. I love you. Because I needed all those cards, because when they became teenagers, the cards were very, very different. They were no longer you're the best dad in the world. They went something like this. This is not from my daughter, but this is what a teenage girl wrote to her dad. She probably put up on Facebook. And the card the car was entitled, Things My Dad Would Never Say. He would never say, can you turn up that music? <laughs> Go ahead and take the car. Here's 50 bucks for the gas. When you leave, slam the door so we know it's shut. <laughs> Here's the TV remote. Go to any program you want. Dad would never say this. When you have a shower, take as long as you want. Run out all the hot water. And finally, by the way, money grows on trees. Leave all the lights on in the house. <laughs> the attitude behind many teenagers is reflected in something that Mark Twain said. And he said, when I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant, he could hardly I could hardly stand to have the old man around, he would say. But when I got to 20, 21, I was astonished by how much he had learned in seven years. Here's a card from some adult children. This is what they write. Very different from the child, very different from the adolescence. Now is this warm glow of appreciation, this warm glow of perspective as adult children write to their dad. I've got three examples. 
from actual cards that have been written by adult children. I never knew being a father was such a tough job until I had children of my own. For tolerating our tantrums, for lovingly giving into our crazy demands, for working tirelessly for our future and being the best dad ever, I say thank you. In life's journey, I always thought I was right and my dad was wrong. But life's harsh lessons have made me realize that dad's words were right all along. Thanks, dad. Just like it is impossible to thank God for everything he has given us, it is impossible for me to say thank you for everything you have done for me. Thanks, Dad. Isn't that wonderful to see those processes of development from a child to an adolescent to an adult? And uh, those messages just simply reflect that change. So I've got a question for you this morning, Dads. How do you develop character in a child, an adolescent? What is the process for doing that? It's not difficult, but it's really, really important to develop character, especially when nobody's looking. Do we go with the right thing? This is what character does. Character will go with the right thing rather than the convenient thing. Character will stick to convictions rather than caving in. It will take a risk rather than shrink back in cowardice. And it will believe and trust in God rather than trusting in my own judgments or in my own perspectives. Character means, and I look at these values, we have courage, we have purpose, we're big-hearted, we're kingdom-focused, we have resilience, we have integrity, we have humility, we have purity. And you go, how can I ever do all of these things? But God has given us this privilege of developing the character of our children. And in the next slide, thanks uh, Joan, Philippians chapter 1 verse 11, may you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. And here's God's job developing in us his children is the very character of Jesus himself. It's God's job description. I want to see in my children the nature and the character of Jesus developed in them. And it's exactly the same for us dads, parents, developing the character of Jesus. Now that's a challenge, as we know, and it doesn't happen overnight. So how do we develop character? There's two things. Go to the next slide. Thanks, Joan. What you model is what you make. And there are two boys. They've got dad's shoes on and they've got dad's ties on. And they're copying their dad. What you model, how you behave around your kids, is an invisible lesson that they will pick up. Lord, I want you to be just like you because they just want to be like me. One of my, the things that I really appreciated by my own dad, he modeled really good manners. He always said please. He always said excuse me. He always said thank you. I can't think of a moment when he never said those things. And so when I think about manners, and manners make the man, it's a good thing to remember that. It's a great skill to sow into the lives and model in your children. And I can think about developing manners in my children, particularly with my daughter, and trying to get her to say the word sorry. Oh, my word. What an effort. And uh, she would do something wrong, or, and I'd ask her to say sorry, and she would go, so, 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 so. I'd say, say sorry. She'd say, I can't say that word. <laughs> uh, 
And she would go, so, so, so I said, you've got to say the word sorry. <laughs> and so this took 18 months, believe it or not. And now she can say sorry, and I can say sorry. And it's, of course, it's a very important skill to develop these characteristics. The next slide is a really important thing to model with our children. Whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy. Do you know, dads, it's great to get beside your children and pray with them. One of the things I ask my kids, what do you remember most about what I did when, when you were young? And I was really quite surprised. They said, I remember you coming into our bedroom and praying with us each night. And they used to say, I remember you singing to us. And I thought, you remember that? I sung to the church last time. They said, yes, Dad, it wasn't very good, but we do remember it. So praying, modelling prayer, modelling integrity, modelling honour. Now, in uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, it says this, Honour your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. It's a, such an important thing that to create a culture of honour for our children. And when I was uh, a younger dad, I, I felt, how on earth am I going to do this? I felt um, that I wasn't doing a very good job with it. I was going to rock up to my kids and I was going to say, all right, I'll pretend Owen's one of my kids. Here he is. I could say, the Bible says you've got to honour me, so uh, bring it on. <laughs> Come on, give it to me. And, you know, I mean, I didn't do that. But I thought, how on earth am I going to teach my kids to honour them? Wendy, at least, and honour me. And I got this little thought, why don't you honour them? Why don't you honour them? So I thought, right, how can I do that? So Wendy and I talked about it, and this is what we decided to do. So every time we had a birthday, any time I could make any excuse for a celebration, doing well at sports or at school or getting a new job, we'd have a, a meal. And between the main meal and the dessert, I'd say something like this. I'd say this to my son or my daughters. I just want to take this opportunity to honour you. I really admire the hard work you put into this. Because of your effort, you've had this result. I want to say, well done. And everybody around the table had an opportunity to speak. That's fantastic. At my last birthday, one of my sons is quite shy. And I was really shocked by this. Between the main and the dessert, and I thought, you know, I normally lead this all off in our family. I thought, I just think this to myself, I wonder how it's going to happen today. I hope they, I hope they honour me done all this stuff for years, I hope it comes back, thinking it would be really, really flat if they don't do this for me. Hadn't talked to Wendy about it. And then my son is quite shy. He said, Dad, it's now my time to honour you. And I thought, thank you, Lord. Ah, at least that's happening. <laughs> he took the opportunity and, and it was wonderful. And if I had gone up to him and I said, just honour me. It wouldn't have happened. But because he gave it freely, it's gold. Now, that doesn't happen overnight. It's probably taken four years, and it's sometimes I'm thinking, I should just give up on this thing. Because, you know, when they're honouring one another, they can sort of get a little bit cheeky and a little bit 
Uh, I don't want to go there. <laughs> but it's good to persevere with it. And so I want to encourage you, develop a culture of honouring your children and it will be easy for them to honour you as mum and dad. The other way to develop uh, character, let's go to the next slide, thanks Joan, is to talk so as to train and transform. So you model behaviour and you talk or converse. You don't talk at your children, you talk with your children. Let's go to the next slide, thanks. So Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 to 7, it says, These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk, converse, discuss, mull it over, debate it about them. When you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down at night, when you go to sleep, and when you get up in the morning and have breakfast, talk, because talking is really, really important. There's so much that can be done with talking. Sometimes I wish my kids wouldn't talk so much, but talking is really, really important. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, it says, Fathers, don't provoke your children uh, to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up in the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Colossians 3.21, Fathers, do not um, aggravate your children or they will become discouraged. The way you talk to your children or the way you Talk with your children is really, really important. Let's go to the next slide, thanks. Um, there is a, um, a, a woman by the name of Carol Dreck. She's a professor at Stanford University. She talks about a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And uh, what she's discovered is the way that we communicate with our children is really, really important because it has a big impact on the way that they respond. And so a fixed mindset and um, I've, I've done this in the past, I must say, and, and I found this really helpful for me. Would say to, you could say to your child, you're really, really smart. You're really, really clever. You're awesome at um, writing essays or doing maths problems. That's called a fixed mindset. You're really, really good at it. The other mindset is called a growth mindset, which is a much healthier way to talk to your children and saying, if you work really, really hard and apply yourself, you'll become a really good essay writer. But it's going to take hard work, you'll have to set aside time, and you'll have to input into it. And this is what they found when they took these two groups of students, and they, they studied them for over a year, telling them one group, you're really smart and you're really clever. And the other group, if you work hard, you can do well. For the group that was told you're really smart, their marks diminished by 20% over a year. The group that was told, if you work hard and apply yourself, I'm here to provide support and encouragement to you, their marks lifted by 30%. Staggering, isn't it? So when we praise our kids, we need to be specific, and rather than focusing on, you're smart or you're really clever, focus on the effort they put in. It's an important thing. Here's what she put up in summary. A fixed mindset saying you're really, really smart, will tend to lead to kids that avoid challenges, give up easy when things get tough, dislike the need for effort, ignore feedback, feel threatened by the success of others. Whereas a growth mindset, in other words, work hard, apply yourself, you can do this, you're on the journey, this is the attitudes that they develop. I can improve. I'll seek and embrace a challenge. I can persist in the face of setbacks. Um, I revel in the struggle. I learn from the feedback and criticism, and I'm inspired by the success of others. Isn't that cool? Talking with your kids, 
applying the effort has really good fruit to it. Okay, next slide, thanks. Dads, making and creating fun. I may forget what you said, but I'll never forget how you made me feel. I went and, um, I think dads, we need to really loosen up and have a lot of fun. I, I, I enjoy playing board games. So I went to find Monopoly this morning in our little games uh, cupboard, and all I found was a greenhouse. I, I don't know what's happened to the rest of it, but... Um, <laughs> That's all I've got left for all these years of playing Monopoly is a greenhouse. But I was really impressed. Thank you, Wayne. I forgot about this, but I found this game. Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump. There it is. It's a property game like Monopoly. And look how much hair he's got. Yeah. <laughs> but dads having fun with your kids is a really, really good thing to do. I heard the story of one dad who would wake up his kids at about midnight and say, so we're going on an adventure. We're going down to McDonald's. We're going to do this or that. I just go, yeah, awesome. Kids love it. Kids never forget it. And do you know the other thing about board games? Uh, it teaches kids to, to win graciously most of the time <laughs> and to realize the world hasn't ended when they lose most of the time. I can remember playing Monopoly when I was younger and crying when I lost, but, but there you go. So it's important as dads we create fun environments. And one of the most important things, Dad, you can do is have fun with your wife. Your kids will love seeing you having fun with your wife. I can remember my dad taking my mum and popping her down on her lap in our lounge when I was about 13 or 14, I used to do this quite often, and just tickle and hug her. And I go, I can't remember a thing he said about this, but I know how it made me feel really, really good because he was having fun with her. And so dads take adventure and they have fun with their kids and wouldn't it be good to grab one of your sons or your wife and jump on this? Oh! Whoa! Should I stick it in gear and go on? I could do burnouts here. This would be fun. <laughs> okay, I'll put it down and turn it off. But dads create fun along with mum. And one of the best things you can do for your kids is have fun together as mums and dads. Next slide, thanks, Joan. Paul said there <clears throat> regarding enjoyment. The trust should be in God who richly gives us uh, all we need for our enjoyment. Do you know God is, wants you to enjoy life? In Galatians 5.22, we talk about you know, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. And often we go, joy is a spiritual thing, and, and then over here is this physical thing, and as long as I'm joyful in the Spirit, well, that's what it means. It doesn't mean that. It means joy in the Spirit, and it means joy in your soul, and it means joy in your body. It means all of you enjoy. It means all of you having fun. God is a fun God, and dads create fun with their kids by telling stupid jokes <laughs> and, um, yeah, and all that sort of stuff, as we do so well. One of the fun things I remember with my kids is going out and catching eels and seeing these eels slime all over the place, and it was just fun. It's really good. 
Next slide, thanks, Joan. Shower and, favor, shower and share favour on your children. I think this is really, really interesting. In Romans, 12, Romans 2 uh, verse 11, it says, God does not show favouritism, and he doesn't. But in 1 Corinthians 15.10, it says this, God poured out a special favour on me. He's talking to the Apostle Paul. For I have worked harder than the, any of these other apostles, yet it's not I but God who was working through me by his grace. And in 1 Philippians 7, you shared with me, or you shared with me the special favour of God, both in my imprisonment and demanding and confirming the truth of the good news. You know, our Heavenly Father wants to pour out favour on his children. And I believe he wants, he's saying a model for dads to shower your kids with favour. What I'm not saying is here's 10 bucks and go down to the shop and buy you a whole lot of lollies. What I'm not saying is here's some, um, you can do whatever you want, that's neglectful. But what I am saying, I will shower my favour on you so you feel secure. I will shower my favour on my children so they feel protected. I'll shower you with favour. Here are my kind words. I'll shower you with favour so you are soundly led and guided. I will favour you with blessing. I will favour you with security. I will favour you with love. I will favour you with freedom because I'm going to show you the way of truth. That means when we need to face facts, we'll face facts. When we need to talk the truth, we'll talk the truth, that you might have freedom. And I'm going to shower favor on you. And do you know when a person receives favor? Let's go to the next slide. Favor is something you feel. Next slide, thanks, Joan. Psalm 30, verse 7. Your favor, O Lord, has made me as secure as a mountain. When you live under favor, you feel secure. When you live under favor, you feel you belong. There's a researcher, psychologist, her name is Maggie Hamilton. She's a New Zealander. She's based in Australia. She does a lot of research on adolescents and particularly young boys. She says one of the key things for them to have a sense of belonging is to know what it is to be favored. And she writes the story of a young boy who was struggling as an adolescent and he would long to go to be with his grandmother because his grandmother did this one thing. She baked my favorite meal, a tuna pie. I was a favorite and I belonged. Favor is powerful. It's really, really powerful. Let's go to the next slide. Here's Philippians chapter 1, verse 7. Uh, so it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you, for you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and defending and confirming the truth of the good news. Just imagine the environment of special favor that our homes were overflowing with favor. I can remember my grandma, not my grandmother, my, my aunt. She uh, died about five years ago. She was 91 or thereabouts. Wendy and I went to the funeral in Palmerston North. My cousin got up um, and said I was her favourite. And another one of my cousins got up and said, well, no, I was her favourite. And still another got up and, I was, and said, no, I'm her favourite. And I was thinking, I'm sick of this. 
So I'm going to get up and I'm going to put it straight. And I said, no, I was her favorite. <laughs> That's how she made us feel. She made us feel favored. And yet she was never neglectful, never a pushover, never soft, never lackadaisical. And I could go to her place and I would say, there is a place of special favor that she had for all of us. Isn't that awesome? That's what our Heavenly Father has for us. There's no favorites, but he showers us with special favor. Next slide, thanks. Dads build lives of faith. So here we go. They model, they form character. They create and make fun. They shower and share favor. And they build lives of faith. So Dad, I'm actually talking, Dads, I'm talking to you right now. Going, how's your faith building going for your how has faith been developed in your life? Because the way that you build faith in your life is one of the greatest gifts you can give to your children. If you cultivate a life of faith, if you develop it and grow it, you'll leave a legacy for your children that will be wonderful and amazing. We can have the next slide. Thanks, Joan. So dads, what is the most important thing in your life? Is it your career? Is it your uh, boat? Is it your kids? Is it uh, your wife? Let's see what the Apostle Paul said. Next slide. Thanks, Joan. This is what Paul said. For to me, living means living for Christ. Dads, the greatest gifts we can be to our wives, we can be to our children, our stepchildren, is to live for Jesus. That he is the center of it all. Placing him first above everything is the best thing a dad can do. It's the best thing a mum can do. And so dads, no matter how it's been going for you over the last year or whatever, or the last week or even today, I want to encourage you like the Apostle Paul. For me to live is Christ. That's what it's all about. There's an amazing testimony of a couple that took those words very seriously. Their names are Jonathan and Sarah Edwards. They lived in the 1700s, and uh, they had 11 children that they brought up in a godly way. And 150 years later, a man by the name of Albert Winship wanted to look into the legacy of Jonathan and Sarah Edwards' family. And so over 150 years, this is the legacy that this godly couple left who focused their lives on living for Jesus, praying for their children, developing character, having fun, showering favor. And this is his legacy. It was worked out 150 years later. So the legacy from Jonathan and Sarah Edwards is this one a U.S. vice president, three U.S. senators, three governors, three mayors, 13 college presidents, 30 judges, 65 professors, 80 public office holders, 100 lawyers, and 100 missionaries. Isn't that awesome? 
That is amazing. Flip from one couple who said we're putting God first in our lives. We're going to develop godly character. We're going to have fun. We're going to shower our children with blessing and favor. But most of all, we're going to live for Christ. That's who we're living for. That leaves a legacy that is powerful. Isn't that awesome? So uh, next slide, thanks, Joan. So we're going to wrap up here. So this morning, dads, you might have your gear stick in reverse, feeling as though you're going the wrong way. Well, you've got the opportunity to put it in neutral. And with some work and effort, go through the gears to get things where you believe they need to be with your family. Let's go to the next slide, Joan. A couple of railroad tracks. I spoke about this last time. I love the opportunity that God gives us to choose. And today, I want to encourage us, as we read in Philippians 1.7, there was a special place with special favor that sounds like home. And do you know, I believe our church is a, it's a special place of special favor. I believe God wants our city to be a place that is of special favor as we share the goodness of God with everyone that we come in contact with. And so, well, well, there we go. So we have our children like little chains trying to be like the big one on the track. And so dads, I want to encourage you. You're doing an awesome job. And if we can take those four things today and apply them with a little bit more work, a little bit more effort, knowing the grace of God is there for us, that we develop the character of our children. Let's have lots of fun with our kids. Let's shower them with blessing. Let's develop that and live our lives for Christ. The legacy for the generations that follow, I think it'll be awesome. Absolutely awesome. Can I ask you to close your eyes and bow your heads? Father, we thank you for the incredible opportunity, Lord, to have the responsibility of parenting children. Lord, it's, as you know, it's challenging. It's not easy at times, and we can feel frustrated and, and at times as though we're missing the mark. But Father, I pray today that, Lord, we'll go away feeling encouraged, knowing that you're the greatest Father of all that is with us, and that, Lord, you shower your favor and your grace to empower us. So, Father, I pray, help us to be great dads, to be great mums, to leave a legacy of children following Jesus, serving them with all their heart's desire. And so while every eye is closed and every head is bowed, if you're not in good relationship, if you know you're not in relationship with Heavenly Father where you need to be this morning, I want to give you the opportunity to firstly be right with your Heavenly Father. That means there's only one way to Him. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Is acknowledging that you fall short of the glory of God and accepting and believing in the sacrificial death of His Son Jesus and His resurrection. Through that belief and statement, the Father says, you are made perfect. You look just like my son. If that's you this morning, can you give me a wave? 
few moments. That's cool. So, Father, we thank you for your amazing love for us. Thank you that we are your children. And, uh, Lord, I pray as we go through the rest of this day and this week, may it be filled with your joy and your presence. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you, church. Thank you, Ray. That was an awesome word. That was great. Do we have any kids hiding down the back yet? No? Okay, they'll be with us shortly. They're going to be running in shortly with uh, some special things for fathers, apparently. So just before we just before we get into that, and we'll, we'll kick into a song shortly, we've got a... Um, Father's Day barbecue lunch happening straight after the service. So we'd love you to, to stick around, have some sausages. So here's the, here's the way it's going to work. The kids have been cooking the barbecue while we've been in here. There's been adult supervision, I understand. Yeah, yeah. So it should be safe. Um, so in order, to, in order to have the barbecue, we're just going to head out through the foyer and then just through the downstairs cafe. There should be some people guiding us there. and You can just head through there. Um, grab your sausages and then head on back into the auditorium or hang around outside or in the courtyard, whichever you'd like to do. But that's the, that's the way to do it. So if everyone's heading that way and then through the downstairs cafe, we'll be able to enjoy hanging out together, having a brief Father's Day sausage sizzle together. Also, you've seen the, the, the bikes around. Um, there's there's going to be some uh, our photographers again after this. If you haven't had a photo yet, fathers, you're allowed to sit sit on the bikes or stand beside the bikes and get some photos with the kids. Have some fun memories and they'll be put on Facebook um, over the, the this coming week. Um, so that's, yep, that's what we're doing now. So let's, um, why don't we finish with something? Yeah. What, what have you got? you got something good for us. Let's stand and worship God again and then we'll see the kids and the barbecue shortly. All right, let's sing that first song again. It's new, if you're, if you're unsure. But um, what I was thinking with this song, let's declare this over our week. It's a, it's a song of praise, and we're saying, uh, we surrender all to you. Do what you want to. Do what you want to. That's what the song is all about. So let's, let's do that right now. Let's declare that over our week. You ready? <laughs> 